0: Hello and welcome to Cool Sheets, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. You'll hear all about 10 things that we are currently enjoying in our lives. Each of us has exactly two minutes to dive in and tell you about one of the things we've chosen. It might be a book, an app, a gadget, a place, anything goes. Don't forget to get all of our show notes on our website, coolsheets.cool. You can also interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's dive into our Cool Sheets. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Hart. And with me today, we have a very special guest. We have Kevin Turner here. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. This is going to be really fun. So Karen took kind of a long weekend, a little mini vacation. And usually I have people that I know really well. Mm-hmm. And so this is an experiment. We've only met once, yes. at a, but it was at a podcast group here in Salem. right? And so I thought it would be kind of fun to just have a different – you know how you have your like inside bubble of friends, yeah. um, which could be good, but I decided to uh, – have you on the show. And I think you're going to bring some uh, really interesting, cool sheets. So I'm really looking forward so. to that. Yeah. yeah. So a little background on you. You have a podcast called The Little Pod That Could. which right. I, I love that name, Thanks. by the way. <laughs> you have a career in education, agriculture, and IT. That's correct. And uh, so you have a quite a, a varied uh, experience and outlook on the world, which is very cool. And your podcast is kind of a I'd say like an interview, you have guests that have varied interests as well.
1: Yeah, so I kind of do two things. We interview interesting people and we talk about pop culture. So we kind of mix between the two. So we might be talking cybersecurity one week and talking about – you know, terrible shows on Netflix. Yeah, it, so. MMA, yeah uh, MMA, Game yeah.
0: Game of Thrones, yep. I saw in there, all kinds of stuff. And then, yeah, and then super serious stuff like cybersecurity, which I was listening to that this morning, and I'm yeah, really thanks. digging that episode specifically. And I can't wait to listen to more of your stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. So, yeah, this is really cool uh, just because – if it wasn't for this group, I I probably wouldn't have met you, or who knows yeah. what would happen. So uh, this is going to be really fun. Yeah, that's good. That group has been paying off already. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be cool. So yeah, I don't think it'll be the last person I have from that group because I cool. think it's a good a- source for and just to have podcasters to get together and talk about podcasting is it's great. I agree. All right. Well. I'll go first okay. and kind of set the tone here, I guess, and then uh, we'll have you go. So, Okay, sounds good. All right. My first cool sheet is a YouTube channel, and this is a channel of Peter McKinnon. He has 396 videos, 4.35 million subscribers, so he's a pretty big person yeah pretty I'd say four point three is pretty big uh YouTube presence uh, he's a photographer and a filmmaker so these are things right up my alley he has educational uh inspirational films a lot of his and if you go to his playlist he does short films and documentaries uh he also provides tutorials and kind of behind the scenes of a lot of his videos that he does so it's great just to see his piece and then later on he usually then shows you how he did it and kind of some behind the scenes. And that's really valuable as a filmmaker and a photographer to uh, – it's one thing to see a video, but you don't really know how they do it. And to see – it, and he's really open about sharing his knowledge, sharing his experiences. I really love this internet culture of sharing And not, you know, it seemed like information used to be real secretive and people weren't up to uh, sharing their knowledge. And now it's a lot more open. And he's definitely one of these people. He's very high energy. He has also, he has vlogs. Uh, He has a filmmaker react series. So he'll look at other videos that people have done and and film work and photography and kind of break them down and talk about what he likes and what he mostly it's what he likes he'll pick good ones and that can really take you down the youtube rabbit hole because then also you're like oh that guy looks interesting and oh i never heard of this guy and you can you can really spend a lot of time in fact when i was trying to research his channel i kept going down (laughs) these rabbit holes (laughs) and i'm like oh geez i need to focus Let's see what else is he 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 does also a lot of uh, photography uh, tutorials. So definitely check out Peter McKinnon.
1: Yeah, so it's funny you bring him up. My best friend Tyler's uh photographer, filmmaker, and loves Peter McKinnon. Oh, he's yeah. Like, he's so I have some experience with him. He also like sells coffee and yeah, like, right. does like leather work. Like I mean, he's in all kinds of yeah. spaces. Yeah, he's he's an impressive guy yeah, and i have he's super seen, talented. I've seen a little bit of his stuff. He, he did some, he was trying to get this perfect shot in Alaska. I watched that video. It was really cool. So yeah, I I dig him a lot.
0: Yeah, cool. you know, there's so much content out on youtube but to find the real gems the people that are really doing good work and and then sharing that experience and how to do it is really cool to find and there's a lot of them but yeah he's definitely when he's friends with like casey neistat and yeah like, I mean, some he's of the in that players. upper echelon yeah. On
1: youtube yeah he's like plugged into the culture there for sure yeah
0: absolutely and yeah and it's actually i think i've seen videos you know how YouTube works is you see one here and there, but I've never really drilled down on his channel. Mm. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. How come I don't know about him yet? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I definitely subscribed and and I've been watching a lot of his videos. Nice. Yeah. yeah he's, he's someone that I know photographers speak of really highly. Yeah. So. And he's not afraid. This is what I like about him, too, is he's not afraid to show his mistakes. Right. And, and really critique his own work and how he can get better. He'll go back. A year ago, you know oh I posted this photo, and I showed you how to post process it, and I overdid it, you know, and here's mm-hmm. what I think now, because it does evolve, you know your talents evolve your even your style and your tastes evolve and and he's he's not afraid to poke fun at himself and do things like that, which I think is really cool,
1: yeah, I agree, all right, you got right. One? yeah, I do uh so i am I'm a big podcast fan, have been a huge podcast fan for a long time. I've been, li- I was listening to podcasts when people were still like, what's a podcast? So, but I, for some reason, true crime pods have recently sort of taken off and become a lot more popular. And I don't know if it's the stories or what, but I always get sucked into them. And there's one that I listened to recently, maybe because we're in Oregon, but called Murder in Oregon, which was about the Michael Frankie murder. Um, in the, in 1989 and I was like 12 when that happened so I wasn't super familiar I mean I knew of it and I remember hearing about it because it was a huge story in Oregon at the time so I remember it to be on in the news and I would see some stuff but they really break down what happened who the big players were sort of what was the secret forces behind what was going on and one of the overarching themes of that pod is that absolute power corrupts absolutely you know and and there was a lot of You know, it talks about Neil Goldschmidt's affair with the underage girl and sort of like how that impacted with the investigation and what was going on and how there was all this corruption that was happening in the correction system. And it was eye-opening to see. And then it was weird because there was like people connected to it that I knew that I didn't know were connected to it. And I was, oh man, that's crazy to to see. So I don't know if it was extra interesting to me because it was in Salem. It was related to Salem. But just the story of sort of people in power trying to cover up stuff is you know one of those things that i think we need to expose and we need to be looking at and so i thought they did a really good job they interviewed a bunch of the source material the reporters that were reporting on it every day and it was a it was an engaging listen i was i was hooked you know i mean i kept waiting for they were doing it's out now the whole series is out but i I mean i was catching it week by week and it was something i was looking forward to every time oh yeah i forgot
0: <laughs> that's all right that's all right No, so uh tell me and tell us the name of that one more time the murder in oregon murder in oregon yeah so i think i might be now the only oregonian <laughs> that hasn't listened to that yet and oh really so you've I, yeah, heard of it I, i've heard of it but okay. i haven't heard it yet and I, and i'm also a podcast fanatic i mean just tons of podcast listening and you know uh, when it first came out, of course, everybody was talking about it here in Oregon yes. and Salem especially. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't know, probably the timing wasn't working out. I was busy at the time. But I really need it. And now that it's out, now I can just binge it. Yes. I, don't, yeah. I don't have to wait every yeah. week. Yes. Although there's something to that for sure. I like that still being, you know, have, not being able to binge everything. But now I can, so I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really need to listen to that because it's another thing, too. I remember it when, I, when it was happening, but barely. Right. Like, I don't know much about it at all. And it's eye-opening for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's very eye-opening. But it's all those things that I'm I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So I know I'll dig it. So thank you for reminding me about that. Yeah, no I'm, problem. I need to check it out for no sure. No problem. All right, well, I will jump into my second cool sheet, and that is a book uh, that I just read, or actually was read to me. (laughs) Uh, I did an audio book, and it's Born Standing Up. A comics life, and it's by Steve Martin. Mm. Uh, so he he narrates it, which is always nice. I, I I really like I like audiobooks, but I really like them when they're read by the author because it's just much more personal. And uh, I like Steve Martin. I've been a fan of his, of course, for a long time. It really talks about. But this book was different than I thought it would be. I I've read the last couple years, you know, Amy Puller's book and Tina Fey's book, and a lot of other comedian comedian's books and they're very funny and the audio version is always really good because they're crack of jokes and kind of even take detours from the book and i will talk about other stuff and this one at first when I read it it's like this isn't that funny like this is Steve Martin you know you, he's <laughs> like upper echelon you think this should be hilarious and so at first I was kind of like huh okay do I, do I like this book I'm going to keep reading it and it's more about his career how he started way back as a kid really the the struggles that he did he almost gave up so many times he really gave himself a hard deadline at the age of 30 if he wasn't what he felt was successful that he'd stop he'd stop stand-up he'd stop comedy everything and he got really close to that 30 year mark failing all the time doing stand-up and just having dead silence and then He just blew up and he became at the time the most successful comic, you know, performing with 40,000 people, which, again, at the time was like unheard of that a stand up. And then, of course, then he and then he left. Then he just stopped doing it. He didn't like it anymore. He, he, of course, he was building this movie career. He became a a huge actor. So he he didn't have to do stand up anymore. But uh, it ended up being funny at the end, but not different than what I thought, but just as good. Oh, maybe even better. Born standing up. Hmm. I remembered. There you go.
1: Nice. Uh, is what's going on with him now? Is he still because I haven't like he doesn't seem to be as much in the
0: spotlight. Yeah. You know, and he didn't really talk about his life now. I know he keeps his private life pretty private. Uh as far as like current, he he definitely talks about the things that he did and the people he dates and doing drugs and drinking and with a turning point when he stopped because now I know he doesn't do drugs at all ever and I'm not sure if he if he drinks it's not much but he seemed to keep his his kind of personal life currently kind of under wraps so I don't know if he you know and he hasn't been in a ton of movies lately I don't know if he's just. Now, I mean, he certainly probably has more wealth than he needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's not hurting for money, my guess is. But yeah, he hasn't done a ton lately of like new stuff. So he didn't really go into that, which is interesting, because yeah, I know that I did. I subscribe to MasterClass, which is an online mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. platform, I form a cool sheet too. And he did a class for comedy in MasterClass, mm. and that I've seen parts of it. I've seen some of the lessons, and that's fascinating. So that's relatively recent, you know, that's in a year or two. So he's doing a little teaching or something like that. But he is—he has a very unique comic style. He was yeah. one of the real, kind of physical. He did a lot of physical comedy, and when people didn't think that worked, especially even audio, you know, when audio was still yeah. big, uh, audio comedy albums were big, and they there's no way this will translate. But somehow it did, hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden everybody wanted it. Have more physical comedians on records, <laughs> right? Which is interesting, but uh, just a, he's a he's a fascinating character for sure. So, uh, worth checking out. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. My second one is a TV show.
1: It's called Good Girls. It's on NBC, and the first two seasons are on Netflix, so you can binge it. And it's weird because. It doesn't sound like, you know, if I tell people, yeah, I'm watching the show called Good Girls or really, you know, because I think it, it sort of has, I remember back in the day when MySpace was big, I was, I had a post about ty- movies that were good, that suffered from a bad title, like Hong Bak, And I thought the Shawshank Redemption, even at the time, you know, for the, what that movie was, the title made you kind of, mm, I don't know if I want to see that, but this is the same kind of idea. Good Girls is, an, is really, really good. And it has three women leads and they basically they get themselves into trouble and then have to dig themselves out and then once they dig themselves out they find themselves in another hole and it's every episode you're like oh shoot and then you're like oh no are you kidding me and i mean it's really entertaining it's hard because i feel like more people should be watching the show it's that good I, you can watch the first two seasons on Netflix, and season three just started in February. I think they're two episodes into the third season, so you know you can catch up. I'm sure on the NBC app or Hulu or whatever. But uh, you know, it's definitely worth a watch. And I I like the fact that it seems like they're never out of trouble. And every time you think, okay, maybe the show will slow down for a second, then it gets right back into they're in another tr- more trouble. And the trouble is stuff that you didn't see coming. It's been really good and something that, you know, as a cool sheet, I was like, just something that I think people should be more aware of and they're not as aware.
0: Good girls. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. That reminds me a lot of I had uh, Bergie on the show and I think he did a a Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. (laughs) Okay. Another show like that where he was like, I mean, people give me crap, but it's a good show. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. That is cool because. There are a lot of shows that I think people don't watch because they don't think it's what they would like or right. you know this is a you know a chick flick or a, yes. a chick show or yeah, whatever it's definitely you know? not that. Yeah. That's the thing it's like I want more people to realize that like yeah. all types
1: of audiences would be into it.
0: Yeah and, and and that's to your point of the naming choice you know maybe uh, hurts them a little bit, but it also probably helps them for other demographics as well. True. It's also just being more open to uh, checking out shows that you might not think you like and giving them a shot. And then. They can be some of your favorites, which is really cool. Yeah. So I'm glad that you uh, – I doubt that I would have watched that just on the title alone. Just sure. Not because even I'm so like, oh, I'm a guy. I can't watch good girls. But right. just there's so much good television yes. on. So you have to kind of get picky. Right. But at the same time – Everything's good, right? right so right. a show like this is really good and worth watching. So,
1: and it kind of has like a little bit of Breaking Bad, where they, oh, like, nice. where they're doing bad stuff but motivated by good reasons. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay. Initially, that's yeah. why. So. I liked that aspect of it too because you're like, wait a minute, should I be cheering for them? <laughs> <laughs> right. But I, you know what I mean. So yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's really cool. So I'm gonna have to check it out. You say it's on Netflix. It, the uh, first two seasons first are on two. Netflix, and Perfect. the third season
1: just started. Okay,
0: so. well, great. Yeah, I'll have to check it out, and you can always just watch the first episode. And if it doesn't, yeah. well, although I, usually shows. Neat, I like to give them, you know, like three to five right. episodes. You get the kind of the characters, and you get. Yes. You know, what's going on. Some of them can grab you, right? But, I mean, a prime example, The Wire, you know, mm-hmm. starts pretty slow. And that's yeah. one of the best TV shows of all time. Agreed. Definitely probably top two for me. Okay. Uh, I,
1: yeah, I've been the top ten, but yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: and it's it's a slow burn at yeah. first, you know. But then that's what also what makes it so dang good. So mm-hmm. give, it a, give them a shot, more than one episode. Agreed. <laughs> all right. My next cool sheet is a website. And this is interesting because the website actually is kind of it's stopped updating. It used to update every day. It's called Blue Feed, Red Feed. And it was actually by the Wall Street Journal. And they created this website to take liberal Facebook pages and conservative Facebook pages and put them side by side. Hmm. So it was published way back in May 18th, 2016, and was last updated August 2019. But this being an election year, still very, very relevant. So in 2015, uh, the journal Science uh, published a research paper by Facebook scientists. They looked at a subset of their social network, over 10 million people, took all the data. They said it was anonymous. That's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they looked for six months, they kind of tracked what they were searching for and then what came up. And I think everybody knows about filter bubbles and confirmation bias and things like that. And definitely I think people really know right now that Facebook is in a lot of heat about politics and how they how their algorithms work and, and, and all of those things. That's not new. But to see it side by side was really eye opening to me. So how the website works is it just goes to the page and then it has topics that you can look up. You can look up President Trump, healthcare, guns, abortion, ISIS, budget, executive order and immigration. So pretty dividing political topics. And then you click on one of that and it shows you. In blue, so you know it's the liberal side and then the red side, conservative. So it's the same search, you know, if you put in Trump. And then it says, you know, on the on the blue side, it says, President uh, panicked today in a series of treats. On the right side, it says, you know, mock assassination attempts. This is super scary. It's pretty eye-opening to see them side by side, like I said. But definitely check out Blue Feed, Red Feed. <laughs>
1: So let me get this straight. They're yeah. basically saying if Facebook has deemed you more conservative, you're gonna see this type of post when you look at President Trump yeah. versus Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: Now and they they're definitely highlighting the extremes. Sure. So the people that fall in the middle or even you know, somewhat liberal or even liberal. Or conservative, somewhat conservative. It's the very conservative side and it's the very liberal side. Hmm. So it's definitely the extremes of the two, which that's the whole – Scary part about the world right now is the extremes on each side. Yeah, I'm certainly way more on the liberal side, but even some of the stuff I saw on very liberal, I was like, "Oh man, that's just not good, man." Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's not good information. And of course, the stuff I saw on the on the extreme right was the things that I'm a little more used to because the extreme left shows you what the extreme right's talking about and i'm Mm. sure it's vice versa but it was super interesting to see especially when it came to the Trump was an easy one. That's an Mm -hmm. easy target. ISIS, immigration. But like when they talked about budget, you know, those were very interesting to see what the far, far left talks about and what the far, far right. And it it used to – like I said, it used to update daily. So it would show you like every day and that would have been fascinating. But it still has an archive of kind of what you would see on each topic if you were – Deemed a liberal or or a, a conservative, and it's just like I said. Now that's a election year. It's very, you know, we need to keep remembering about these things right. and, and and this misinformation and fake news and all these mm. buzzwords. But some of it is fabricated, and some of it is very real. So it's just a uh, it was eye opening for me.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a whole complicated problem and. You know, when you look at what is Facebook's responsibility, I did see, you know, because I, I think AOC was making a big deal about, well, mm-hmm. you know, the misinformation that's being put out. And so I saw someone had posted something about Bernie Sanders and how he was going to pay for stuff. And there was a filter on top of it that said, this post contains misinformation, you know, which mm. is something I don't know. Facebook, I just started seeing that interesting. this
0: week. Oh, wow. And
1: it was interesting. Yeah. Because you're like, well, Who's saying that that's misinformation? Right. You know what I mean. Like Facebook, somewhere is saying that that's misinformation.
0: Like, I, it, or it's just flagged by somebody. Yeah. Which could be
1: exactly something
0: or nothing. So
1: <laughs> it's, but the, it is an issue that needs to be addressed because you know, I mean, you can. I mean, I've had friends before that will post fake articles. You know just to get people outraged and see what they do and you know and that's the thing people aren't looking into where, what is the source material does this is this real they just are reacting to what they're seeing it's a dangerous it is a dangerous yeah, it
0: it is super scary and I have a Kind of an off and on, off and on relationship with politics. You know, sometimes I just can't handle it anymore at all, and I'll go on a media diet for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, but then as as it gets closer, I'm like, I I need to be informed. I need to know what's going on. And and then yeah, and then oh, well, am I being informed with truth or lies right. or what? It's it's so complicated, but it's important. Like I said, especially now, you know that it's a ele- once the election happens. I'll probably take another break mm-hmm. no matter what way it goes when because it's, it's either going to be good for me or bad for me, in my opinion. Right. And then I'm going to want a break.
1: <laughs> it's tough to even know like where to get good yeah. information from.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because one place will say they're neutral and then the other, you know, the other side will say no, it's not. Right. And, and one side will say yes, it is, you know, and, right. and so they can't even agree on that. And yeah. we've had a few cool sheets where we try to figure out the most neutral that we can but it's tough and it yeah. and it changes and it's you just never know it's it's crazy for sure but but yeah. we need to keep taking a look at it too though i think and yeah i agree trying to figure it out
1: yeah all right well my uh third one is a youtube channel it's called charisma on command and The guy who runs it, it's basically he'll take like, you know, how to be more confident, how to be more relatable, you know, how – like he takes social skills and then he'll take celebrities and show you how they do it in their own lives. And he'll just show clips from interviews or whatever from their Instagrams, whatnot, and he just kind of breaks down like how – Paul Rudd is the most likable celebrity, not what he does to make himself likable. And I've learned a lot. I mean, he did one on Sean Evans, who hosts Hot Ones, and um, talking about like how to ask really good questions and how to engage people in conversation. I already thought Sean Evans was an incredible interviewer. And so then to see him kind of break down sort of some of the things that Sean Evans does and how it runs through the majority of his interviews, it's not just that he's overly prepared it's not just that you know the wings make you you know the spice breaks down your barriers it's also that he's he's figured out a formula for asking questions and engage people and so I have learned a tie. Watch that one like three or four times, and he does. He sells a course, uh, you know, where you can pay a couple hundred dollars, and they'll go through like. But I mean, the free content that he puts up on YouTube is spectacular, and you watch it like, man, he must be taking forever to edit this because he's pulling clips from you know six or seven different source material. You know, it's an it's impressive the type of editing he's doing, plus you know breaking down here the specific points. I mean, it, you can tell he's putting a lot of work into each of those, and there's, I mean it's, he takes the best characteristics of these people in the public and kind of highlights, here's what they're doing. Here's examples of them doing it. And then here's the type of things you could take away from this and apply in your own life, you know, whether, and it's not, you know, you're not, obviously we're not famous, but if you're trying to get a promotion at work or you're trying to, you know, improve your relationship with your significant other. So, um, yeah, it's, was it's really been helpful.
0: Oh man, I am really glad that you talked about this because I definitely seen a lot of videos on this YouTube channel, and and I just for whatever reason it's it kind of escapes me when I'm picking cool sheets or whatever. But I'm a big fan for sure, okay. yeah. And uh yeah, so thank you so much for sharing that. And he has quite a bit of content, a ton. And yeah, like you said, a lot. Most of it's free, so y- you know, I'm sure his course is amazing as well because it gets even more in depth. But you don't, if you just don't have a budget for that, just all the free content, you can really, you can really do yourself some good. I I agree. I, yeah. And, and, and he, it's a span of people too. I mm-hmm. mean, he talks about, you know, old school Bill Clinton and, and some of his stuff and Oprah and the biggest names in Hollywood and business and everything in between, and even people that just other techniques and things. yeah, Right, exactly. I mean, it's not just a span of people. Yeah. It's a span of skill sets, yeah. too. Like, I mean, he's
1: diving into all kinds of different, you know, how to not sound arrogant or how to, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because be, that
0: could be tough. How
1: to, yeah, how to be funny, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, those are two totally separate skills, but yet he's yeah. diving then how to interview people well. And I mean, so, yeah, I, I think he provides a ton of really valuable information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And charisma is always such a word that, was hard to define for people Mm -hmm. you know it was always like oh he has charisma or she has charisma well what's that mean i don't it's just something about him you know right and it was so undefined for so long and now it's starting to get like okay well here's the traits and it's not just oh this person's like it's hard science and it's behavioral things that people are doing that's proven and you can use you know Mm -hmm. this really can help you and like i said you don't have to do it just to become famous but yeah maybe you just want a deeper relationship with somebody right. like that's really important and valuable so yeah very cool cool Great cool sheet Thanks. thank you all right my next cool sheet is a movie and i can't believe i haven't talked about this one before it's called resurrect dead the mystery of tony b tiles it's directed by john foy it's an older movie that tony b tiles are messages of unknown origin found embedded in asphalt in about two dozen major cities in the United States and then also in some South American cities. So these were kind of discovered in the 1980s. And people started, like, just seeing them popped up. Uh, Usually they'd say, Tone B idea in movie 2001, Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. (laughs) So very mysterious, a really weird message, and no one knew where they came from. Who did them? And so, of course, when people started researching this and the cops and, and and investigators and journalists and then theories came out and it was a cult or it was alien communication. It was like all this weird stuff and no one could figure it out forever. And this documentary breaks down what they were and they kind of have their own theory of maybe – they're trying to find out who did it. And I won't give away that part of it because it's definitely worth checking out. But just the idea of these secret messages. So some of them were really obscure. And the main message was kind of this play off of 2001 and resurrecting dead from the planet Jupiter. But then they had a sidebar texts. And a lot of them got kind of political and say, uh, please make and glue tiles to American media media's working with the Soviet Union and its thousands of fronts in the U.S. to... And then it would fade away. So it wouldn't even finish the message. Uh, under Freedom Information Act, NBC journalists funneled FBI information on me to Soviet. That was it. So very mysterious. I love stuff like this. I love political art and, and miss mystery and Coley's things like this. Uh, definitely worth checking out. The Resurrect Dead, The Mystery of Tonbi Tiles. Hmm. And what platform, like where were you watching that? Uh, so I believe it came out at Sundance in like 2011, maybe, uh, the movie itself. But like Mm I said, these were back in the eighties. So I think, um, I'll have a link on the, on our website of where, if you can stream it or not, but I think I streamed it on Netflix things come and go but i'll show you a a picture of one of these tiles Hmm. so it's very strange like they couldn't even figure out how in the heck they made these and how they put them up and no one ever saw it happen and when they break down the theory in the movie which again i won't give away i was like mind blown of how they Hmm. thought this might happen and if it's true it's genius. Yeah, I Uh, want to ask a bunch of questions, but yeah, I don't want to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's hard to not give away too much, but uh, it's definitely... It's all the things I like. It's it's kind of political art, uh, street art, uh, conspiracy theory stuff. Also, just like... I think a lot of it's just nonsense. Like, this guy is just having fun and yeah. like doing, or guy or girl group, you know, they don't even know like mm-hmm. it was a, a group of people because they were popping up all over, hmm. you know, kind of like Banksy. Banksy's yeah. a huge, right. uh, I'm a huge fan of Banksy and that kind of thing, this mysterious, like political. Uh, and just public art is fascinating to me. So this is definitely ranks right up there. Hmm. Uh, and still, even then, they're like, ah, you know, this this is all still theory. You know, yeah, who knows what's going on? Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to know where
1: that's at because I would like to watch it. But
0: oh yeah, uh, I'll let you know okay, offline. Cool. We'll look, take a look at it. All right, perfect. All
1: right. So uh, my fourth one is a book. It's called "It Takes What It Takes." The author's name is Trevor. I think it's Moad. And I actually originally heard him talking on, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory back in the day, but his cousin Drama has a podcast, which is really good. He talks to mostly entrepreneurs and, well, he's expanding now. He's talking to just successful people. And this guy showed up. He's most well-known right now because he's Russell Wilson's mental conditioning coach so the quarterback the seattle seahawks and but he's worked with you know a ton of pro and college teams alabama football and all this. anyway the idea he presents the his big idea is something called neutral thinking which i'm only about halfway through the book so um he hasn't laid out the theories but basically his big idea is that you know we make goals in life but we don't necessarily align our behaviors to them. And that part of what we should be doing is aligning our goals and our behaviors and making sure that we're keeping accountable to those things. And then also to not, you know, the idea of neutral thinking is there's no such thing, you know, there's negative thinking. He talks about how how much negative thinking impacts our, you know, it's 10 times more significant than positive thinking, but that positive thinking also can be because it's not necessarily always grounded in reality. And the, the idea is to be neutral neutral thinking, that we're not we're not negative, we're not positive, we're dealing with reality as it is and we're just we're having a, a non judgmental opinion about it. And that idea of and he was talking about his conversation with Vince Carter in the title of the book, It Takes What It Takes, that we don't there's an illusion of choice that we don't necessarily like if I want to be great there's a path to that. I don't choose like what I want to do on the path. I either do it or I don't. It takes what it takes to get there. So um, yeah, it's a fascinating book and really challenged me to think about how I think.
0: That's cool. Uh, I haven't heard of this uh, heard, or the person or anything, so this is great.
1: Yeah, it just came out. The book uh, okay. just was released. He's been around for a while. He's got okay. 18 years working with yeah. college yeah. teams. But, yeah, he's new. The book is new. So. It
0: sounds similar to kind of like stoicism, kind of that, you know, not get too emotionally. And even Buddhism and things like that where you're – and I think people struggle with a lot of that. It's like, And even I did, especially when I was beginning meditation, is like – so am I just not supposed to feel anything, mm-hmm. you know, and be so even keel? And it also reminds me, because I'm a big Star Wars nerd, you know, of, like, being a Jedi, so. right? It's like it, – Jedi is kind of based off of Buddhism and things like that. And it's not that you're emotionless, you know? It's just you're kind of keeping it in check and not letting the extremes get to you. I think
1: the part that's been most significant for me was it takes what it takes. That it was like, yeah. There's like, because you think like, okay, if I want to do this thing, I got to really like commit to this. I got to, you know. But there's no, you're kind of like, well, should I do this or should I do that? But there is no should or shouldn't. You either do it or you don't, you know? Like Yoda, you do or do not. There is no try. But like, that's the idea. Like if you want this, there's a certain amount of stuff you're going to have to do to get it. And it
0: takes what it takes okay yeah like breaks it down so simple, right, you yeah, know, exactly. but uh sometimes you need to just hear that the simple truth for sure, <laughs> um, and so you probably heard my video cutting in here, yeah, I was trying to look for the video real quick for that movie, okay, it, it's not available in a lot of things right now, so okay. voodoo, you can rent it on Voodoo, which okay. is another streaming service,, uh-huh. but it's not on Netflix or Prime right now, hmm. so didn't look like it what was about on youtube, Hulu, uh yeah. I didn't look at YouTube. That's a good call. So yeah, a little bit harder to find right now, which is funny because it's kind of in the vein of the mysterious, uh, <laughs> you know, situation itself. Now, yeah. that, now the movie's even hard to find. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, okay. My last cool sheet is a video. It's a short film, and it's called "The Real Thing," and it's by Juliana Villarosa. And this is a, a short video on, uh, and it starts with the uh, Coca Cola commercial, The Real Thing. I think everybody knows about this commercial. It's super popular. It's known as one of the most successful and best commercials of all time. It's all these people standing in the hill in mm-hmm. Italy or whatever, and they're singing their song. And it was just, it really like sparked Coca Cola kind of taking over Pepsi and like really like being the dominant force. Uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's super diverse and it's kind of was in this hippie era and it was very unifying and th- so it starts with that song and then it kind of rewinds and then plays again and then the audio starts distorting and then all of a sudden the picture starts distorting and it's going through the song and it's getting worse and worse and the, like, the sound and the visuals of it start getting really bad. So what this filmmaker did is pour Coca-Cola on the VHS. VHS tapes and some of the film and try to play it and the cola was eating of course this coca-cola is not good for videotape or or vhs copies and and then she kept playing it though and distorting it and her experiment was that at the end of this the audio and the video is barely recognizable but it's still playing in the background and then this text just comes up and it says the Chilapas, I'm probably not saying that, Highlands, one of Mexico's wettest regions, has a water shortage. And it says many people drink Coca-Cola instead of water because it's easier to get. And then it talks about the plant there that uh, uses 300,000 gallons of water per day. And it says more than that. It's definitely worth checking out. The real thing. Is that the... I'd like to teach the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's definitely a video. I think no, even no matter how – maybe really younger people wouldn't have seen it before. Sure. but But I think a lot of people have. And just the, the idea of this political uh, piece of artwork, this short film, how Coca-Cola has taken one of the most wettest, water-dense places in Mexico – created a water shortage because they've used the water. 300,000 gallons a day is just mind-blowing. So now the town doesn't have water enough to even sustain themselves. So even doctors are using Coca-Cola in some of their treatment. Like it's just mind-blowing to me. And we talk about political art and using that as a platform – I just love, it. I love everything about it. I love that she dumped, literally dumped Coca Cola on mm-hmm. the video to make her point and using this song that in this commercial that was so, even now, it's like Harold is one of the best, like coolest and greatest advertisements of all time. And not just because it was effective, because it was diverse and mm-hmm. unifying and so great. Right. right, and she's taking it and is like here's the the real truth. Mm. Uh, just I really really love this piece. It's super short and powerful. Hmm. Again, I hate to be that guy. What platform is that on? Uh, so that, yes, thank you, is on Vimeo. Okay. So yeah, uh, the link will be right on our website for okay. sure, and it'll take you right to the Vimeo page. It was in some film festivals too. I think it was a slam dance in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's a really new video. It just okay. came out this year. Uh, super powerful. Yeah, hmm. definitely worth checking out. Okay, cool. My last one is,
1: I don't know how you classify it, but it's Sitting in the Sauna. And I've been a long time listener to Joe Rogan's podcast and you said you'd mentioned Dr. Rhonda Patrick on here before. But she has kinda of, she like, whenever she's on there you're like, Oh man, <laughs> like there's gonna be a lot of really good information. Probably gonna have to listen to this podcast more than once. But one of the things she got heavy into in the last couple of years is the benefits of sitting in the sauna. And so as I've been trying to get healthier in my own life, that was one of those one of the things she said really resonated she said that um you know when she was looking at how do we help people get healthier the biggest problem is that people just don't comply like you can tell them hey eat this work out this many times people just won't do it but one thing that the research has been showing that people would do is sit in the sauna you know because and i was thinking the same thing like i was like okay well yeah i mean i don't really want to start working out yet and i don't eat that great but like I'll go sit in the sauna, like. And she was saying, you know, that the research was showing that a half hour session in the sauna is equivalent to a half hour aerobic exercise. So I'm thinking, geez, if I just have to sit in a hot room for half an hour, and I'm, you know, that's like getting a half hour workout. Like, all right, I could do that, and that leads to further compliance with other stuff. And that's what the data showed, and that's been true in my own life. I'm definitely doing more healthy stuff based on that. And so it's been almost a year that I've been sitting in the sauna. I think I've only missed maybe twenty. days total and you know and I I actually came right from the sauna here and, you know, and there's a ton of research on the heart health and how it helps your, you know, your circulatory system and produces inflammation. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. And you could see, I'm sure if you Google Dr. Rhonda Patrick sauna benefits, there'd be somewhere who someone has like filtered out and given you bullet points on what she's talked about. But, you know, she's done an extensive amount of research and gone through the research that's available, the literature that's available. And so, yeah, I've seen it ton of benefits and i really enjoy i mean i just it's now part of my day
0: man that's really cool that's one of the things i've been at a lot of that kind of healthy stuff and even talked about it on the podcast and but sauna is the one that i've known about for a while now that i haven't done i just i don't have good access to a sauna right this mm-hmm. i can very easily so i really don't have an excuse but i've wanted to do that for so long uh so i'm really glad that you talked about it yeah her information is dense super for dense, sure. <laughs> super dense. <laughs> so yeah i would love to see like cliff notes uh, and i'm think, sure someone has had to have yeah those they had somewhere. to have but plus it's you don't need to know them a lot it's, right it's sitting in the sauna like you said for a half hour right. it's, and it's it's true it's such a low threshold mm-hmm. like if you can if that can be your start and it can and just spiral that's what a and lot of healthy activities yeah will spiral into a, a different lifestyle uh, but you need that low threshold you know, you can't just. It's really hard to convince people. I'm going to run a mile a day and work up to a half marathon. Like yep. that's just even for me as a runner, I'm like that sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like who wants to do that? Right. But sauna. Who doesn't want to just chill out in a sauna? Right. I mean, I've always loved saunas since I was little. Yeah. So. And I had to work to a half hour. I couldn't sure, do it. Sure. Right yeah, off that's the bat. a good thing like to know 10 too. Ten minutes to you start. Don't, and then, you don't want to just jump yeah. in. That might not be that healthy if you've never done it. Right. You know, acclimate for sure. But, yeah,
1: so, but it's it's definitely and like I said, you know, then it start. Okay, now I'm gonna walk my dog every day, and now yeah. I'm gonna start going to bed on. T- you know what I mean? So yeah, it definitely, absolutely. Was you get the those catalyst, wins, yeah, you know, sure. And then
0: and then you get more. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, thank you so much, uh, Kevin. This is yeah. a really great show. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I'm really appreciate uh, glad. You having me. Definitely check out the best little pod as well. Uh, or no, the I'm sorry, pod that could. the little pod that could. Yeah. I love the name, and then I <laughs> I botched it. I know. Uh, definitely check out his podcast because it's it's very good. Like. I I, I've listened to just a couple episodes so far. You have a 44. 44, yeah. Yeah, right now. So there's a, a library to yep. uh, start binging yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cool Sheets. You can find out more about all the cool sheets we listed by going to our website, coolsheets.cool, and looking for the links. That's CoolSheets.Cool. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave comments for us on Facebook or email us at info at CoolSheets.Cool. Bye.